Have you wanted to join us at an epic location but are new to photo workshops or photography in general? Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with Cameras event to come to in 2024? We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024. Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Hey there, cowgirls with cameras. It's Kim with Kim Beer Photography and Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. <laughs> and we're all here with the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. So we're having a lot of fun with the podcast. We've started off our episode today with a really good laugh. So we're going to hope that we bring those laughs and enjoyment to you today. So just a quick little rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be giving you some updates on what's been going on in our world, which is probably going to be the most entertaining part of the podcast. So we'll get that up and going right away. Then we're going to move on to talking about what the art of the cowgirl and that experience that we had in January at this amazing event. So you're definitely going to want to hang around and learn about that and the inspirations that we all walked away with from that event. And then finally, we're going to be talking about some gear and gadgets. And Phyllis and I have both been playing around with mirrorless cameras, and we'd like to discuss that a little bit and our takeaways on the movement to mirrorless. And Kara has some things she'd like to add that will inspire those of you who are not jumping on the mirrorless bandwagon. So definitely want to hang around for that piece as well. So let's get started by finding out what everybody's been up to this last week. Kara, what have you been doing? Well, let me tell you, it's not been glamorous, okay? It's not been like sunrises and sunsets all week long. I like to tell people sometimes that we operate and live at sunrises and sunsets, and this week has not been the case for me. Um, I've had a lot of office work. I've been updating my artwork pricing guide for those of folks that are out there that offer products. I'm sure you are in shell shock a little bit as prices on all of the different types of mediums like canvas and prints and metals, they're all going up. So I've had to adjust my pricing guide for artwork. And then I've been creating some art care cards. I thought it would be really fun to have something that when I give the artwork out that I, I give them something that tells them how to care for their new artwork. I have had two shoots this week. I had a beautiful equestrian senior session that took place at one of my favorite locations, the Florida Agricultural Museum. And that's the only place in Florida that I found that has a silhouette hill. So that's always a big fun for me. And I had a commercial tech shoot. And then the big thing is I've just been prepping for spring photo shoots. So lots of client meetings in anticipation of that and just kind of getting people geared up for their sessions and getting them scheduled for the spring and then the early fall. And then on a personal note, we had our very last basketball game for my son, Easton. 
Easton, who's eight, and he scored the winning shot. So it was kind of a big deal. They were tied. They had to go into overtime. And then right at the end, he scored this magnificent shot and the whole crowd went wild. So he felt like a superstar for a while. Yeah. So that was kind of a big deal. You guys know Easton. So you know that that was kind of a big deal. I guess the other kind of end of that is I actually got to go horseback riding on my horse this week, Chief. And my son was in the pond in a little boat and the puppy was swimming. And then my horse Chief was splashing at the edge of the pond. And it was a really fun, just been a while since I've been able to go out and just be chill at the farm and not have to clean stalls and all of that. So I have had a good week, It's been, but it hasn't been super glamorous. It's been a ton of office work, to be honest. What about you guys? Well, I'm going to tell you, Kara, I saw the picture on Facebook that you shot on your silhouette hill and it was magnificently beautiful. I mean, it really caught my eye as I was scrolling down and I thought, wow, that was amazing. I loved it. Loved it. Oh, thank you. It looked like it came right out of a fairy tale or something. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Gianna's one of Phyllis and mine's models that makes an appearance at the Horses on the Beach workshop some years. And this was her senior shoot. So it's pretty special to get to do that with her. And that silhouette hill, um, Phyllis can attest, is probably the ugliest silhouette hill in the history of silhouette hills. It's a dirt mound. But it just goes to show (laughs) that you take as photographers, like we can see things that other people, they look at that hill. And when I go out to the farm, they're always like, what? What do you mean by silhouette hill? And I'm like, no, you guys, you guys made this beautiful dirt mound for me. And it's my new silhouette hill. And I'm super excited. So I keep (laughs) telling them, whatever you do, like, don't tear down my silhouette hill, because I'm going to put it to use over the years. It's really cool to have that one tree there too. kind of makes it even more magical. And then your birds, you know, (laughs) it's beautiful. It is. The photo was just absolutely stunning. It to me, it reminded me of like a southern gothic sunset. I mean, it was like gone with the wind is what it brought to mind. So it just was amazing. Well, I'm starting off my day feeling like a superstar. So thanks. (laughs) Appreciate it. Phyllis, what have you been doing? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, I I have to admit that my week has not been entertaining for anyone, I don't think. I don't know that anyone will enjoy hearing what I've been doing other than I will tell you. I've had, I've well, not finished up, I had a long mentorship session with a client that's been coming up to see me here at my house, and we had a great day. She learned a lot. We did some uh, post-processing and talked about business and pricing, and I think she left the session very helpful. (laughs) So I also did a local photography club presentation. I'm uh, going to be working on another one for the basics of photography coming up. I worked on my weekly newsletter and upcoming blog. I'm ordering new business cards. I had a couple of Zoom calls with uh, other clients. Wow. I had to, unfortunately, had to rehang some artwork at my gallery that fell off the wall. Oh, no. I had a a metal print. (laughs) I didn't realize they had fallen off the wall. No, I did. I I did sell (laughs) some work, but um, I actually had one metal print that somehow fell off the wall and curled two corners, which basically ruined it. But I did sell it (laughs) to somebody that thinks they can fix it at a reduced price. And then, of course, the thing we all have to do, the other side that we don't like of photography, more office work. Yuck. I did get to attend a flower show this weekend at the Atlanta Botanical Garden with uh, my sister and another friend to support a couple of clients that had artwork entered in the photography contest. So that 
was fun. Even though it rained, we had a beautiful weekend and I got to ride my bike all day on Saturday. But no, didn't get to ride any horses this weekend. So that's about it. I didn't even pick up my camera for the past week. Isn't that crazy how we can be photographers and sometimes go a week or two without even picking up a camera? (laughs) It is. That really does talk to you a little bit about what the business side of photography is, doesn't it? Yeah, where I live right now, it's not photographically beautiful here. In Missouri, it's not spring yet, and we're in the ugly part of the end of winter where there's no snow covering anything, and it just is not brown. Yeah, it's just not super inspiring. The horses, we're all tired of winter around here. The horses, the goats, me, the dog. I mean, we're just like all, it's done. We're, we're ready to move on to a spring where there's lots of good green grass. But we have wheat growing in one of our fields. So I will have lots of wheat pictures because I think wheat is some of the most beautiful crops in the world. It's just, it's gorgeous when it starts growing. Oh, it, is, yeah. it is the most impossibly beautiful color of green when it finally gets all up and sprouted. And I get super excited when my farmer, Scott, plants wheat on our field. It's 127 contiguous acres of wheat. So it's it's just this giant rolling ocean of wheat. As far as my work is concerned, of course, I, I spend a lot of time doing Zoom meetings and office work as a business consultant. But when it comes to the photography side of my business, this past week, I've had a lot of photo orders to fulfill from really old photo shoots. So I had somebody request a photo from 2017. I had some from 2018. And I live by the photo numbers on the the photos that they have as proofs. And some of these came from the Powderhorn. They're using them in their catalog, their sale catalog. And she calls and she asks for photo number 1375. And I sent 1375, but it was the wrong 1375. So we had a little bit of a snafu finding because apparently 1375 on my camera rolls around a lot at Powderhorn. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up having to do some digging around to find the right image. So Thank God for Lightroom and my ability to do some very intensive searches on dates and numbers. And I was able to get them the right image really pretty quickly and get everything off to them. I also have been participating in a lot of which you guys didn't mention at all with because I've done it with both of you is Cottonwood interviews. We've been talking to photographers that are coming to our Cottonwood retreat and photographic experience, learning experience in August. And we're doing interview calls with them ahead of that, just to make sure that they're set up their mentoring and and get an idea of what their goals are so that we can make that event, the event that we want it to be very much catering to what reaching those goals that the photographers that are coming are having. So those have been wonderful. I always learn new things about what people have around their goals around photography when we do those. So those have been exciting. I've enjoyed meeting some new people and it's been really, really fun to do those with the two of you. And I've been doing a ton of website updates, getting things behind the scenes, moving in the right direction for all of the things that are going on. I am, of course, the website designer in this trio. So I'm the one who 
who does a lot of the website work. And uh, I do a lot of website work outside of this as well. So that's kind of what I've been up to. I taught a live class on Monday, which I haven't done in a really long time. I've been mostly Zoom. It's just been really hit and miss. But it was fun to sit with a group of entrepreneurs and talk about business. And and we discussed the ins and outs of getting your business digital marketing put together. On another note, I think that uh, we should mention that we do still have a couple spots left for Cottonwood. So we do actually, I think we have three, I'm looking at it right now. We have three spaces left for the Cottonwood Ranch experience. So there's lots of ways people can learn about that. They can just go to the website, cowgirlswithcameras.com, click on the events and you'll see all of our events right there and learn about the Cottonwood experience. Yep. Just three spaces. So it's a, it's gone really quickly. The spaces have filled fast for that event. All right, so let's move the conversation over to Art of the Cowgirl. This is an event that we all three got to go to. Phyllis and I were leading at the uh, photography workshop at the event. So Phyllis, what is your take on what is Art of the Cowgirl? How would you explain it? Well, first off, it's an amazing event. Art of the Cowgirl is a gathering to celebrate the cowgirl way of life and cowgirls themselves and how they contribute to the Western way of lifestyle and culture. It's a way to help raise funds to support up-and-coming artists to expand their knowledge and skills through fellowships that the Art of the Cowgirl offers. These fellowships are offered for participants to join a master artist in their field to learn more, to spend some time. I think it's around two weeks a year they get to go spend time with that master artist at their location and just be fully immersed in their craft for a couple of weeks. Oh, yes. wow. I didn't realize so that. So it's, it's really cool. And hmm. this, uh, this whole event is a way to to help raise funds for those fellowships and the whole event. Gosh, the event includes so much. There's a trade show, which we all love to shop. Music is going on every day and before a lot of the big events, they have some headliners. It's all women's ranch rodeo event, the elite ranch horse sale, the world's greatest horsewoman. There's an art auction, a big art auction. There's clinician demonstrations, cult starting Uh, stock dog demonstrations and I think they do dog trials as well Uh, trick riding artist demonstrations there's clinics going on that you can join in there's our photography clinic. It's basically a photographer's dream for sure. Even if you're yes. not there to ride or it's <laughs> yes. the sights and the sounds and the smells and the, I mean, just everything. It's like all so immersive. It's all about cowgirls, but there's a lot of cowboys at the event too, that they're there to support their girlfriends, wives, mothers. Good supportive cowboys. It's fun to watch that. Yeah. It's all a celebration of the cowgirl way of life. It was in January this year. Uh, well, it's in January every year, but it, uh, this year it was in Queen Creek, Arizona. I think that was the first time they had it in Queen Creek, right? They had, I think, the competitions last year. Competitions last year were at that venue, but COVID has like really messed with their schedule. And then they moved the event to Montana last summer, which we all got to go to as well. And then the year before it was at Corona Ranch. Corona Ranch is beautiful. Montana is beautiful. Queen Creek is awesome. I got to visit with some old friends. I didn't realize one of my old buddies that I photographed for was there. David Solom is uh, one one of the people at Queen Creek that's in the management and operations. And it was fun to see him. And that was a nice surprise to catch up with him because I haven't seen him since he left Missouri. I think it would be interesting to learn. I want to share how we ended up at this event, right? So 
years and years and years ago, I did some photography work for Purina. And it was actually not like huge, like photographing product or anything. It was traveling around to the cult starting clinics that were put on as part of the how workshops or horse owner workshops that were done in this particular area. And the person that they hired to do the cult starting clinics was Kurt Pate. And Kurt traveled a lot with his family. His wife is Tammy Pate. And Art of the Cowgirl is Tammy Pate's brainchild. It's her gift to all of us with being able to share the cowgirl way of life. And the art of the cowgirl is exactly a very good term for that as to what she shares. But I met them. That was back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and got to know them by traveling and doing the photography and and taking photos of Kurt back in the film days and giving those to Purina for them to use for just basically marketing those horse owner workshops. So to, to give you guys as that are listening that are looking for a break in photography, that was a big one for me and my photography career was being able to do those horse owner workshops with Purina. In another world, in another lifetime, you all know that I am equine gestaltist who's certified through Touched by a Horse. I also worked with their photography and with their marketing for many years before I became certified. And in that process, I met a beautiful young woman named Jamie Stoltzfus. And Jamie and Tammy are very much involved. Uh, Jamie is like, feels like she's Tammy's right hand girl most days. (laughs) Um, I don't know what her exact position is, but Jamie is powerhouse when it comes to art of the cowgirl. And I know she does a lot of things. And she coordinated with Phyllis and I to come do a workshop with some photographers in association with Art of the Cowgirl out in Montana in Big Timber one summer. And it was a hit. And Phyllis and I had a blast. You have to admit, Phyllis, that was one of the funnest groups of girls we have ever worked with, don't you think? Oh, yeah, they were great. And then the locations we had besides the clinic and watching Lee do her horsemanship clinic. That was so great. It was amazing. It was amazing. So at any rate, they had us come back and do a workshop at the event. And that turned out well. So we couldn't be more pleased with our relationship with Art of the Cowgirl. We love the event. We love the passion behind the artists. We love being able to help photographers get a handle on working an event like that and what it feels like to be behind the lens at a bigger event and to have more access than you would have as just a participant and also to be able to get classroom time with Phyllis and I and to be able to just really hone your craft in a very collaborative work environment. I think it's an amazing opportunity for people who are really interested in building a photography career or honing their skills in a situation where you have just absolutely amazing opportunities to photograph so many different things all within a few feet of each other. I agree, Kim. I think it's, and it's so great because the participants get to have an all access press pass to be a part of the official photographers for the event. And which is really a great way to get their names out there and get their work seen. It's such a great event. And oh my gosh, the girls we had this year were every year, I think it can't get better. And it does. I know (laughs) the jobs they're picking up. 
because of the event. Like I've been amazed with watching them and the jobs that they're getting and posting about on social, just about the fact that they actually had exposure to the types of photography that they want to do that they can't get access to regularly because they were part of the workshop. So they've been able to show in their portfolios the type of work that they want to create and that they can create. And they're picking up jobs in their hometowns because now they can, they're showing that they can do the job. So that has been for me, one of the coolest things to see is how you can go to an event and spend and and invest a little bit. And then what you can do with those images and how they can just propel you. And the confidence they got out of it too. Those two things right there are the things that excite me so much about what we're doing with Cowgirls with Cameras is because my camera has opened so many doors for me in life. Those horse owner workshops are only one door that they opened that led to so many better things 20 something plus years later. But my camera has always been a key to getting me where I want to go and to have the opportunity now to present the door and and pass those keys along to somebody else. It's an honor and it's it's amazing. And I cannot believe I have to pinch myself sometimes to to realize that I get to do this. I get to help other photographers be successful and to watch them get giddy. I I know for me one of my favorite moments in association with Art of the Cowgirl events happened at that Big Timber workshop. And we were showing the photographers how to do silhouettes. And we were speaking of the Silhouette Hill. This was a beautiful Silhouette Hill out on the Hagerman, Hagerman Ranch? Hagerman. Hagerman. (laughs) Sorry, Allison. They were running their horses (laughs) uh, for the photographers. And there was a really pretty sky. And it was just a gorgeous sunset opportunity. And the girls were laying down on their bellies on the grass, shooting the pictures up. And they were looking at their camera backs and just so excited and yell, yes, I got it. I got it. It was such a fun experience to watch that. Do you remember that, Phyllis? Oh, gosh, yes. I remember too, when we got to sit down and we had Sid rope you know, roping at us with our wide angle lenses. And that's a couple of the girls, I let them borrow my wide angle because they didn't have some. And they were like, I I just remember how excited they were and how cool it was to, you know, I don't know, it was just a really neat experience just watching them be excited. And a couple of those girls from that particular workshop have gone on to be very successful with their photography now or doing a lot of things more full time. I'm just, I'm pleased as punch. I have to say my experience at Art of the Cowgirl wasn't nearly as glamorous as you all's. I was one of the booth babes for the week. So <laughs> I did That's get to hang. That's pretty glamorous. It was, a, oh, just a booth babe. The name itself is glamorous. But um, I got to hang with Marcy. You and Marcy. Marcy Joe Photography. We worked the booth all week. And um, what our job was basically was to sell the Art for the Barn pieces curated from each one of us were hanging and, and for sale at the event. And then really the big thing was talking to folks, just really talking to folks about what we do, about Cowgirls with Cameras, our upcoming events. And I got to put some of my, you know, my sales tools to work and help grow our list of people that might be interested in future events. And honestly, I kind of love doing that. Like I'm, I'm not a, an extroverty person person. But when I'm in my element, I really do enjoy talking about the art that we create and talking about and get because I'm so excited about the stuff that we're doing. So it was a lot of fun to get to talk to people and share it with other folks. So I was just a booth babe, but I grabbed my camera a few times. But for the most part, I was the booth babe and, and I enjoyed it. 
You and Marcy did a fabulous job of, of selling and promoting, and your enthusiasm was contagious to all. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You guys made the event so special for so many people because I know you told all of these stories about the artwork on the wall, and that was people really, they enjoy hearing those stories because it's fun, and it's fun for us to share our adventures too. And Marcy brought a breath of fresh air to the whole event. So do they have dates for next year's events? I don't think so. I was looking at the calendar here. They don't have dates announced yet for next year's Art of the Cowgirl event in Arizona. However, Kim and I are hosting a workshop in Big Timber with their next big clinic that Art of the Cowgirl is doing there in August, late late August. So we will have those. I think registration will be open for that one April 1st. Yes. And that's a fascinatingly wonderful event. Remember those, me just telling you about the fact we were having so much fun taking pictures of the Silhouette Hill. That's the same area where we will be shooting again. We stay at a wonderful place called the Burnt Out Lodge. I think that's been reserved for this year coming up. So don't kill me if that's not where you end up staying if you come. But Burnt Out Lodge is um, run by Ruth and Ruth herself is worth the trip. So I do have to tell you, she's quite the character and, and the food is gloriously fantastic. She's an amazing cook. This particular workshop is going to be in conjunction with their writing clinic and workshop in Big Timber. It is August the 19th through the 21st. Uh, there's a horsemanship clinic with horsewoman Lee Smith, who is another person that it, when you have the opportunity to meet, you should certainly meet Lee Smith because she is an amazing person. They're going to have a packing and wilderness workshop with Jody Oliver, Cade O'Brien, Katie Horton, and Rachel Leinberger. Then there's a cinch building class and running in association with this and chink building, horse hair hitching. And then also down at the bottom of the list in the newsletter are Phyllis and I <laughs> with our photography retreat and workshop. And trust me, this one is going to be a blast. They will start taking registrations on April 1st. Those registrations are through Art of the Cowgirl. So you can go to artofthecowgirl.com. And these workshops tend to fill up pretty quickly. So I would grab your spot as soon as you can. And please know that when you support this workshop, you're supporting Art of the Cowgirl as an entire event because part of the proceeds for this go to the fellowship program. And also just another note, we will be shooting at local ranches, not exclusively at the event itself. So we will document some of the happenings at the Horsemanship Clinic and the other clinics that are going on, but we will be shooting at local ranches. I think probably 75% of the time, right, Kim? At least, yeah. We're going to do some at least Miss Clinic, but we definitely, and we have some amazing locations that have offered up their places for us to shoot. So we haven't lined out all of the details yet, so I don't want to quite get into that, but I do want to tell you that it's going to be a really special event, and it has a very limited number of people that can attend. So if you're interested, do grab your spot early because it probably will be gone if you don't. And Big Timber is amazing. Lee is amazing. The whole thing will be fantastic. We'll have a great time. I mean, what could be better than beautiful Montana? Montana and horses. There's there's not much gets better than that. Kara, do you have anything else you want to add about your experience at Art of the Cowgirl or are we ready to talk about cameras? I mean, other than I spent too much money, I think we're ready to... Uh talk about cameras. Do you ever go to an There's expo? There's just so much amazing art there to buy. 
<laughs> do you ever go to an expo and not spend too much and money? And I only go to like one expo a year, so. <laughs> oh, so. I mean, I got all my Christmas shopping done, I guess. Uh, yep. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're, you're way early on the Christmas shop and Christmas was barely over. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I justified it. Uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Okay. You... You did better than me. I think I only bought stuff for myself. <laughs> well, she didn't say who the Christmas <laughs> gifts were for. <laughs> they could have been for her. Oh, that's true. That's I buy myself Christmas very gifts all the time. <laughs> and another stocking stuffer and another stocking stuffer. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about gear oh. a little bit. I know everyone gets fascinated. Photographers spend a lot of time chit-chatting about gear and what does your camera do? What does your camera do? And Phyllis, you recently got one of the unicorns of the Nikon line. And I think there's a lot of people that are probably pretty jelly that they're still probably waiting on their Z9 and you're out there shooting with yours. What's your experience been like so far? Oh, well, <laughs> my initial experience experience when I stupidly took it to Art of the Cowgirl straight out of the box without shooting it before I went was not great. But then thankfully, one of our participants helped me with it because she knew more about the mirrorless system than I did. Thank you. Shout out to Patty Monson. Thank you, Patty. After we got that little uh, issue taken care of, I absolutely love it. Just to backtrack a little bit, I'm a Nikon shooter, obviously, and I had the Nikon D4, which I'd had for like 10 years, and it was dependable. It was like my workhorse of a camera. It was my go-to, but it started having some issues. So I, I realized it was time to upgrade, and I was torn between upgrading to the D6 or, or going mirrorless. And I kind of feel like that that's the way the market is going to mirrorless. I mean, I'm not saying that SLR, DSLR is dead. I just think it's going to be a long progression and it is, it is going towards mirrorless. And so I went ahead and jumped up there because I'm an NPS member of the pro professional services. I was able to get mine the end of December, which I know that's crazy because the event was two weeks later and why I didn't shoot with it before that, I don't know. But anyway, it is the Nikon Z9 is one of the most powerful cameras on the market. I do believe this, not just because I shoot Nikon, but because it really is. It's uh, capable of up to 30 frames per second if you're shooting in JPEG or 20 frames per second if you're shooting with RAW. Uh, you can do 8K video. It's one of the few cameras on the market that completely forego a mechanical shutter. Uh, the design decision made it possible for Nikon to, to go with a really fast readout speed of a new with a new sensor. It is the first Nikon mirrorless to offer the company's autofocus tracking system. That combined with, it does have a subject recognition system, which is amazing. Uh, it has three sets of subjects. It recognizes people, animals, and vehicles, which is pretty cool. It has a 45.7 megapixel sensor. So you get really large files out of this, which I had the D850, so I'm somewhat used to this. Of course, sometimes you don't need that. You can change that in some of your settings in the menu. The Like I said, the the tracking system is amazing. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to not get sharp. It's operator error when you mess up and don't get something sharp now. <laughs> it's bulkier and heavier than some of the uh, other cameras like the R5 or some of the other mirrorless, but which I don't mind because it still feels like I have my D4 in my camera. It feels like a pro camera that's easier to hold to me despite the size of the camera. It does have a dual axis tilt screen, which is really cool. It has excellent battery life. I stepped up and also bought the the Nikon Z6 too as well. So I'd have two mirrorless cameras since I'm kind of 
angling myself in that direction. It's for me, it's been a game changer as far as the tracking. Uh, it's just amazing tracking, like being able to, like I even did get to shoot some pictures of my dog since I've been home running towards me, which I always had problems getting that really <laughs> fast subject running at me sharp. And, uh, and they've been Boy, that thing is dead on every time. So it's it's pretty cool. I highly recommend going to the Z9 if you can afford it. It is it is a bit of a step up in camera as far as the the price goes. But the D4 was a pricey camera for me as well as well as the D6 would have been. So that's pretty fancy. Sounds pretty fancy to me. It is pretty fancy. I like it. It was pretty. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I got to shoot the R5 at our fall Powderhorn retreat, and so Phyllis is not into the brand war thing. I am personally into it. I'm very. Canon loyal. I love my Canon cameras. I, I always get it at workshops. I always like count up the Canon and Mac people because those are my people, you know. <laughs> Like, yes, we have more cannons than Nikons. So I'm a little twisted in that way. I don't think Kara could care less. But anyway, <laughs> so I did shoot the R5. She's a lot twisted. I, I am. I am. I'm bad. Okay, so I shot the R5 and I haven't bought it yet. I rented it because the price tag is like on it. It's pretty high. It's not as high as the Z9, but it's high. I had just upgraded to the 5D Mark IV last year before the R5 came out, the year before the R5 came out. So I was, I kind of blew my camera budget on that. And so the R5 was, I wanted to rent it to see if it was something that I really wanted. And I have to tell you, it's something I really, really want. And as soon as I can swing it, it will be in my camera bag. I loved shooting with this camera. It was a little bit of a learning curve, but Phyllis is right. The R5 has a lot of similar features. It's similar in size with the sensor. It does have the tracking autofocus. It has so many wonderful little bells and whistles that help you keep your images sharp. It helps you a lot with exposure. One thing that I was very, very worried about that I didn't think I would like, but I actually fell in love with, was the electronic viewfinder. So when you look at something, it renders in the viewfinder exactly what that image or close to it. It's not exact, by the way, but it's a much different feel to shoot because it's what you're seeing is not the same thing you see through your DSLR. It's the camera projecting the image. So when you shift your exposure, it shifts in the viewfinder. So you can see whether it's too light or too dark. It's it's really awesome to enjoy it. I think for me... That's an incredible feature. <laughs> it is an incredible feature, but the thing about it that I didn't know if I would like it once. But the thing it did for me is it expanded my creativity. So I'd shoot the picture the way I kind of envisioned it. And then I would play a little bit with the exposure to see how how I could change the drama of the image, so to speak. So I found it really fun to play with artistically. And I ended up taking uh, some photos around that way. I also did a lot of shooting with the video feature with the R5. And I'm going to tell you there were just little short clips, but I was very, very pleased with the performance of how the R5 works with video versus how my DSLR, my 5D Mark IV works with video. I felt like the R5 felt a little bit more 
video friendly. I've had a, I've struggled a lot because I've done a lot of videography in the past with dedicated video cameras and going from one of those cameras that has so many video specific perks to a DSLR was a struggle for me, but the mirrorless feels like it gave me back a lot of the things that I really enjoyed about my dedicated video camera. So I thoroughly enjoyed working with the video. Canon has done a good job in making it easy to switch between shooting stills and shooting video. And I feel like when I have the R5 in my bag again, it's it's going to be one of those things where I am shooting a lot more video with it as an addition to the still photos. So I really enjoyed using it. And I think it's an amazingly good camera. I know that Canon will be coming out with new ones and so will Nikon. So we'll probably be revisiting this conversation in the future with a little bit more detail. But if you're considering one of these mirrorless cameras, my suggestion to you is to rent it and to take it, um, maybe not do what Phyllis and I did, which is get it and go straight to a photo shoot. I did the same thing Phyllis did. <laughs> only, only <laughs> I got it. I got the mirrorless camera. I it arrived on my doorstep and I went directly to a paid photo shoot with a really complicated lighting situation. <laughs> so I was learning it out the box with, in that situation. It was a woman in front of a fire. So, and we, she wanted silhouetted photos with this fire look and it was it was fun I think we both did what we tell our students not to do don't come <laughs> exactly don't come to a shoot with a brand new camera that you've never shot with and we both did that so you guys are braver than me I I would be at home like keeping it in the box and using the old gear because I'm a big tried and tested when it comes to paid photo shoots you guys are way braver than me so I have to laugh at this so what I did was when I learned the R5 this is how I learned it you guys will enjoy this story so our washing machine was broke and yes, I said washing. I'm from Missouri. That's got an R in it when you live here. So our washing machine was broken. I was leaving to go on a trip to go out to Powderhorn and I needed to do laundry. So I pick up the R5. <laughs> I get the lens. I go to the laundromat, put my clothes in the washing machine. And then I went out to my truck and sat in the truck and read the little owner's manual thing and Googled stuff on my phone and shot about a million pictures of the ugliest <laughs> laundromat parking lot figuring out how to use all the features that I needed because as soon as my clothes were dry I threw them in the car and went to the photo shoot so this is the glamorous life of a real photographer living on the road <laughs> you're you're doing your laundry at the laundromat learning how to use a camera that cost almost as much as your truck <laughs> And then heading off to a photo shoot. Well, I don't do anything without detailed planning and notes and thought process behind it in terms of shooting. So <laughs> I just get it just gives me anxiety even thinking about it personally. So yeah, but you <laughs> got like the opposite. You Couldn't got a it. new camera recently too. You just didn't jump the ship to the mirrorless um, version of things. So I'm sure there was a little learning curve with that. There was. I've always been one that, and I do the same thing with like other tech, like cell phones and computers. Like I've never been one to buy 
the new piece right when it comes to the market, partly because it's never really been in my budget most of the time, but also because I've always said like, how can my cell phone get any better than it already is, right? They just came out with a new one. How can it get any better? It already does everything I, I need it to do, right? So for me, I usually end up picking up something that's like one step down from the latest and greatest. And I, and I like that when the new thing comes out, the next latest and greatest gets cheaper. So that's usually when I buy. Or when you lose your cell phone and you are forced to buy a new one. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She lost her cell phone on purpose, Phyllis. I am convinced of it. She, she's like, oh, look at this cell phone. I I need to put it in my pocket. And it was like hanging half out. And as we're bumping along across Deerwood Ranch, oops, my phone got lost. We would have found that phone if she'd have given us another 30 minutes. But, But I also remember how excited she was when she realized all the cool things that new cell phone could do okay. that her old one couldn't do. Including the lip balm <laughs> thing on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not talking about cell phones. We're talking about cameras, ladies. So <laughs> I it's shoot. It's a camera, too. <laughs> I shoot with the 1DX and I shoot with a 6D Mark II. Those are my workhorses. And I think they're both very nice cameras. They are second. I think my 1DX is a used camera. I bought it used from um, KEH, I think is where I got it. And the the thing is, is that I just want folks out there that maybe they can't afford to run and buy the new mirrorless systems, okay? Whether you're a Canon or a Sony or a Nikon, maybe you can't afford to buy that. That is okay because, you know, this rush to mirrorless has opened the SLR market in terms of prices and secondhand gear. And it is a great time to go ahead and pick up something that's new to you and something that is growth for you. And it's a great way to upgrade your system. Or if you you need a backup camera. I mean, like, I think all of us would say it's nice to have a second camera. You never want to be on a job and have your system go out on you. It's nice to have something else you can pull out of your bag. So, you know, it's a great time to upgrade your system. So I just want people to know that just because you don't have the most expensive camera out there, just because you don't have the newest gear, you can still create beautiful images and you know, as much as I'd love to have a Canon R5 one day, I just flat out do not want to invest in any new gear this year. I made that a point for myself. I'm going to invest in some other things, which means that I'm going to be sticking with my old gear a little bit longer. And I think that's totally okay. It's totally okay. It is totally okay. And I'll tell you another thing for those of you who look at like the sensor sizes and those kind of things and wonder, oh, wow, I if I use this older camera, the images that I take aren't going to be saleable or they're just not going to be as good. Uh Uh-uh. Don't go there. I am still selling images that I shot years ago on a camera that only had a 10 megapixel sensor. So I still sell those images. I still sell them to people to put them on billboards. So there's no, don't, don't get yourself in the contest of measuring your camera's capability against something else. It has much more to do with you as the shooter than it does that piece of equipment. We love our tech, but still. (laughs) Yes. My D4 that I just replaced with this new camera was was only a 16 and a half megapixel camera. And I mean, the sensor was great in it. So it was a really fast, fr- you know, the frames per second were really fast. But I'd say probably 80% of my images that I send to my publisher were from that camera. Yeah, it's not it's not imperative that you go out and buy the latest and greatest. You can still get great images. It's, it is all about the user, not the product. It is. The end, end product is all about how you shoot with that camera. 
So ladies, I think we're up to our um, Cowgirls with Cameras photo challenge for this week and wrapping up this episode. This has been so much fun chit-chatting with you guys about this and remembering stories, especially Kira and the losing her phone at Deerwood. <laughs> we'll tell you the full story on that if you tune in on a future episode because it's an entertaining yeah. story. And it tells you that the GPS on your camera really does work. <laughs> so, um, okay. So on to Kira's looking at me like Kim move it on to the um, challenge and quit get off of my phone <laughs> all right so the the challenge for this week so here's how it works we give you a challenge per episode not per week but per episode and this episode's challenge is details so what I want you to do is get your camera whether you have a z9 an r5 or a d whatever or if it's just your cell phone that you're shooting with and I don't want to say just your cell phone because I think my cell phone has a better sensor in it than my first digital camera, <laughs> pro camera that I paid a lot of money for. So whatever camera you have in your hand, I want you to focus on the details. In the Western photography world, the details in some of the saddles and tack and horse faces and landscape and animals, the details are often where the deepest stories are. And when you take a moment to just really zoom in or walk in and focus on those details, you learn a lot about your subject and how you want to tell that story. So what you do is you get your photos, you take your detail photos, and please post those with the hashtag CWC photo challenge on Instagram. So that again, that's the hashtag CWC photo challenge on Instagram. That's right. Thank you guys for listening today. We would appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode that you follow or subscribe whatever your listening app allows you to do that just lets folks know that you know, lets us know that you guys are listening and downloading. The other thing we'd love for you guys to do is check out our socials. We can be found at Cowgirls with Cameras on Instagram and on Facebook. And our website is cowgirlswithcameras.com. And that's where you can learn a little bit more about Kim, Phyllis, and I, and also some of our upcoming photography events that we have coming up. We'd love to see you guys there. In the meantime, it's been a great episode, guys. Looking forward to chatting with you in the next couple weeks. Y'all have a great week. Keep shooting. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.